What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 10, the season finale of the Freight Train Podcast. It's your boy Lux Rider here, as always, with my lovely co host, Mr. Captain Clutch. What it do? We, it's great to be back. We have reached episode 10. Can you believe we've been doing this 10 it times? It doesn't feel that long. It does, it does not, not feel, feel it feels like long. just yesterday we were starting we did our first recording. Right. And you were like, Thanks for having me. And I'm like, bro, come on. Like nice. you're co host. <laughs> now you've learned. Um man, and what a week we have of news. And it's only Wednesday. Right? We still have like two more days before races this weekend. Yeah, they haven't even qualified yet. They haven't got even broken qualified. hands. We've got all sorts of stuff. We got happening. broken hands. We got drivers in jail. <laughs> That is all that we're going to be covering. But first off, we got down and dirty this past weekend. Yes, we did. Bristol Dirt, and my God, did we? I said, okay, first off, I said this. My first of two call it, my first of actually three call it from this weekend. One, I said, did I not say going in? I said, if we get a weather unaffected weekend at Bristol Dirt, we'll finally see how good this race can be. Yeah, yeah you did. And did you were right. <laughs> did we not? Because granted, um, rain did wash out practice and qualifying for the trucks in the cup, but that was all it rained out. The heats went off without a hitch. The races went off without a hitch. Mother nature just said, you know what? I've tortured them enough. Let me let, me let them have their races. And Everyone put on a show. It was really well done. The trucks, the cup cars, everything was really well done. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just overall a great race weekend. Um, a lot but, of action, a lot of passing, a lot of good passing too. And it, um, it was kind of like old Bristol but reverse. Because remember, old Bristol, the Premier Lane was on the bottom, and the only way you could pass somebody was you got to get them out of the groove and get underneath them. Here was the opposite. The preferred lane was on the top side. And the only way to get by somebody was you had to drive down the bottom and slide job in front of them and hopefully they don't cross your ass back over. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, the the action though, like you said it, front front to start or front to back was amazing. There was 360s. McDowell. 360s, everybody pulled 360. Bubba pulled the 360, McDowell pulled the 360, Hamlin pulled the 360, Logano pulled the 360. I can go on and on and on with the motherfuckers who did 360s. Am I at Swan Lake? Because there's a lot of spins happening. Oh my god, it was it was crazy. And the best part about it, and I love this, was NASCAR let them race on. Right, right. NASCAR let them race on. They said they they had they had a very much a road course for the first time in oval racing history. They had a very much road course um, look um, outlook to their cautions today. Was can the car keep going? Yes. Is it in a way? No. Let them keep racing. Absolutely. Yeah. That that made it so much more fun. And like, bro, I didn't know what was going to happen next. And all of a sudden, cars are spinning left and right. Race is still going. Like. The action was nonstop. The cameras now, it, there's there's some uh, room for improvement. <laughs> as always with Fox. Um, there was um, 
it did. I did get how it was frustrating because it left a lot of gray area for NASCAR and what was going to be called a caution, which wasn't going to be called a caution. Like there were times where the car wasn't even sliding and they're called a caution. There's times where the car was completely around and they didn't call a caution. You know, I think part of it just depends on like where the field is when they spin. Right. Like for example, the the last caution to end the race, Chastain literally ended up right in the middle of their track. Right. As the leaders yeah. were coming through turns three and four. Like, had there been no caution, I'm sure Tyler Reddick probably would have hit him in the rear. Because mm-hmm. Tyler Reddick drove it in there deep. Deep. Um yeah. But another cool thing about this weekend was for the first time this year. I slept the weekend with my predictions. Let's go. Woo. Oh, my God. I called Logano. Logano was technically my dark horse for the truck series race. My pick was freezing, but he did good enough. But Logano absolutely dominated the show. That was like, um, that was reminiscent of Truex Jr. in the first time we did Bristol Dirt for the truck series, where he just got out front and just nobody could touch him. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a one-man ass-whooping of a show. And <laughs> it was basically – and the thing was, it was funny because I don't know if you knew this stat. It was the first time in history since we started stage racing that the stage – the first one, two, three in the stage was the same in all three stages. No, seriously? Seriously. It was Logano, um, Majeski, and Byron. We're one, two, three in stage one, two, and then finish. Damn. First time in history it ever happened. If that isn't boring, I don't know what is. But nonetheless, the truck series made up for it. Um, it was a really good race. Um, I'm trying to go back to the result order and see because there were some names there who had a really good finish. Um, do, 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 do. Here we go. Let's see here the results, race results. Yeah. Um, Jake Garcia, shout out to Jake Garcia, finished sixth. Um, Caden Honeycutt, that was the, that was the underdog story of that race. Caden Honeycutt in a old model, like that body was old body truck series. I think that was like 2021, 2020, something truck series body, Ford body and finished P9 with it. Really good run Damn. for Keaton Honeycutt. Um, Matty D finished 10th, but who gives a shit? Roger got 11th. Roger got 11th. It was really close. He was right there, too. I was watching it. Um, he did really good. Um, but yeah, it was a really good. Honestly, I just can't get over um, Jay Garcia, man. This guy, he missed Daytona because he was um, underage. He missed Daytona. Nice. He was underage. And now he comes back. He just with, dropped a sixth place like that. And on dirt, too. Like, it wasn't like it was anywhere else. It was on dirt, too. So, oh, shit. really good shout out to him for that race. But no, it was all all around. It was a great race. And then the trucks in the Cup Series was just as good. Um, let's see here who, how the truck, the Cup Series race did. I'm looking at the race results right now. How about Justin Haley? <laughs> Justin Haley with his sneaky, sneaky P- P6. Very well done, good. and Ricky Stenhouse Ty Jr. Gillen, too, with top 10. Todd Gillen, um, they they lit a fire under his ass, man. They lit a fire under his ass, bro. Because 
Ever since he they announced that he was splitting that ride with Zane Smith, has he not been running lights out almost every single week? Sure, he has. He has been intriguingly, amazingly, improv- and eh, improving yeah. his performance. Yeah, he's having drive his life. But um, yeah, it was a um, great race. But the biggest storyline out of there was between two drivers who didn't really get along and didn't really give and take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, former Cup Series champion Kyle Larson. And, and new well, – I wouldn't say new boy because he's been in the Cup Series before, but returning yeah. new boy, Ryan Priest. Yeah. Um, and just now, didn't uh, – Kyle Larson have like a bent toe link or something. something I think both of them did. Back in the class. Almost all of them did. I know. I remember at one point, freaking Ryan Priest's right rear tire was doing a stanky leg. <laughs> like it was, yeah. So for those who don't know, Wayne it was, and Denny Hamlin called him out for this, and you you've known from watching him. That's his mo. He, he likes to basically force you to back off. If he's tired of racing you or try, tired of you defending your position, he's basically going to slide up and just say, either you go on the wall or you're going to back off and give me a spot. Yeah, he'll shut the door on you. He he shuts the door on a lot of people. He did it to Chase Elliott at Auto Club last year. He did it again to him at um, Watkins Glen. And he ultimately did it to Bubba Wallace at Vegas, which caused we all know what happened after that. Mm-hmm. Like... This is what he does. And he's so fast that people don't recognize that he does it a lot. Yep. He's very sneaky dirty in that sense in that sense of it. Yeah. And Priest was the latest victim of it. He came off turn, I think it was turn two, right? It wasn't turn Ooh, I, I don't Bristol know. Bristol, both the turns are so similar that you only know what's turn two, what's turn four. You yeah. don't. Um but he came off the turn and slid it. I think Priest got in the wall, um, damaged something in the car. And later on the race, um, Priest kind of returned the favor, rubbed him up to the outside wall. Uh, Larson came back down the track, sideswiped him, and Larson went around and slapped the in- outside wall. So that pretty well ended Larson's day. Very much. And, yeah, his day was already ended because he made the mistake of when he pitted, they did not change the tires, and you could only change the tire during the stage breaks. Oh, yeah. So he was literally out there on, God forbid, 150, 160, 70 lap tires there at the end. Now, granted, it's not uncommon because at the end of the first stage, um, at the end of the first stage, Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick stayed out and did pretty well on very old tires. So, I guess Larson was like, anything you could do, I could do better. And, no, you couldn't. Right. So, right. speaking of Reddick, shout out for that uh, for that ending. Oh, my God. Red, this track owes him one now. If they, if they come back here next year with Bristol Dirt and Reddick does not win, like, I feel so far sad for that guy. Because <laughs> this is two years in a row. This race owed him one. Like. 100%. Now, don't get me wrong, Bell, I'm glad that Bell got the win because it was finally a dirt guy, you know, a guy with a dirt background, finally got yeah. the dub on dirt track. But 
Tyler Reddick, man, two years in a row into a Joe Gibbs car again. Right? <laughs> I just noticed that just now. It just clicked on me. Two years in a row, two years finishing runner-up to a Joe Gibbs car at Bristol Dirt. That's insane. Man. He did get payback on, he did run up, what's his name, Chase Briscoe, up to the outside wall and kind of, as, I don't know if you heard Radioactive, he said, oh, that was payback from last year. That's what Bill said about it? That, that was um, what Reddick said. When Reddick uh, ran Briscoe up to the outside wall, that's what he said. Oh. It, was pay, it was kind of payback <laughs> from last year. He said, we're even from last year. That's beautiful. Um, I did we, not know that. Oh, yeah, definitely check out Radioactive. Um, but yeah, it was. Link that in the show notes too, because yeah. Right, but man, Toyota with a one-two finish. Bye. As a Toyota fan, I am really happy with our performance this past weekend. Yeah, thank you. I sound like somebody right out of the Toyota front office, but no. We're not uh, sponsored by Toyota, but we're not sponsored by Toyota. <laughs> this guy likes William Byron. Okay, my co-host likes William Byron. There's no way he's sponsored by Toyota. Okay. Hey, I'm a Mopar fan, so... Oh, yeah, true, I'm, true, true, true. Same, 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 same. I'm agnostic on this. Oh, my God. But, yeah, no, great run by Toyota. Literally two wins in the last three races by a Toyota driver. Hopefully, we can keep that three in the last um, four, I think, three in the last four, if we can get the win at Martinsville this weekend. Cross our fingers, that'd hopefully. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. Um, but, yeah. So great, great weekend by Toyota. Great all-around weekend. It was Bristol Dirt. And the best part about it was, even though unanimously some drivers were like, uh, I don't think we need to race on dirt. Almost every driver enjoyed it, though. Right. You know, right. every driver had a fun time. Austin Dillon enjoyed it. Um, Christopher Bell, Bubba Wallace said it was fun. Everyone here. So I think the drivers... If they're forced, if they have to do it, they're fine with it. But at the same time, if you ask them of their opinion, they'll say, take it back to concrete. Right, and but I mean, we can't go back to concrete right now. We can't. Well, I mean, we will at the in the fall. And right, but, but I'm saying, like for the the spring race, don't don't do concrete again. Like nobody was showing up. True, nobody but it's one of those things of absence makes the heart grow fond. Because, and I have a feeling it's going to be the same way with Indianapolis if they go back to Oval. I have a feeling the stands are going to be packed because it's the first race back there. So it's one of those things of when we go back to somewhere for the first time, it's going to be packed. But guys, this is going to lead us right into our first break. And around the bend, we have some, oh boy, some crazy news that happened after the weekend. But we will all that and more. Somebody got arrested. Anyway, all that more right after this break. Hey, thanks for listening to the Freight Train Podcast. For future updates on when all future episodes will come out, make sure to follow us on Twitter at FreightTrainCCB. Godspeed, ride on, and chew, chew, bitches. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Freight Train Podcast. This is the season finale. It's your boy Lux with Captain Clutch. What's up, Cap? Hey. So, Cap. We have to address the elephant in the room of news. Yeah. It was the newsiest of news coming on Monday. It yeah. So, going into this weekend, 
Rick Ware Racing announced that Cody Ware was not going to be was going to be missed this week at race weekend due to a personal matter, which was pretty mysterious. It's pretty mysterious, but honestly, nobody had any bad thoughts about it because last time a driver had to take take um, time away for a personal matter was Ty Gibbs because his father passed. So immediately everyone's thinking like, oh, prayers for Cody. Hopefully he's okay. You know, it wasn't Cody we needed to pray for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So was... Cody Ware, it was announced that Cody Ware was arrested over the weekend for a felony assault and strangulation on a female. Bro. Wow. What? The... Wow. Talk about left field. That was that's Jeremy Mayfield arrested on drug charges out of left field. Like what? Yeah, that's just so bad, bad decision making. Like now, I'm not gonna. First off, first off, I'm gonna make it clear to everyone listening to this. I'm not advocating for Cody's behavior whatsoever at all. Found guilty, he deserves the full extent of the punishment, and he needs to do his time. That being said. Cody does have a history of mental health issues, and I believe he also is autistic, I think. He was diagnosed with autism, I think, as well. Yeah. Something. But, but like I said, that like I said, that does not excuse him for anything he did. I'm not saying that. For anyone thinking like, oh, come on, just because he's this doesn't mean he... No. It doesn't matter if you are mentally ill, if you have the issues, if you did the crime, you need to do the time Hands down. I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not saying he needs to be let go or whatever. Because, right? Because, like I said, if he got proven, he did it. I am forever a person of innocent until proven guilty. Um, And he got released on his bond, $3,000 bond. He is out of jail. He has been suspended indefinitely by NASCAR. Um, But at the same time, this is a shock because I met Cody Ware in person last year at Richmond. When you see him, when you talk to him, you would not think this is a person who has the capability of doing such harm to somebody. Right. And man, that's the thing too, is like, I'm not saying he's guilty or innocent because I wasn't there. And what I'm saying is this is a guy who like has been a big champion about like anti-bullying. Right. He got bullied bad when he was a kid. And so like, Bro, this is not a good look to be in a spot like this. Right. When, when you've got a reputation for being anti-bullying. Like, this is yeah, not a good look. For but a lot of what he advocates for, this is just not a good look. Um, if I, ho- I just hope whatever punishment he gets, he gets the help he needs. Because clearly something is up with him. Because um, like I said, this is not something you can see. Then again, everyone has their own demons. Everyone has their own dark side that we do not know about. Everyone does. So I don't know. That's all we're going to say on it. But prayers to the victim. If they are, hopefully they are unharmed. Hopefully she is okay. Um, And whatever comes to Cody Ware, comes to Cody Ware. um, And we'll progress with that forward. That is all we're going to say. Like I said, I do not advocate for his actions. If he is found guilty of his doings, I believe he should extend serve the full extent of the law and the full extent of the criminal justice court. That is my opinion on it. Um, with that being said, 
It does open up that 51 ride and it has been taken. Zane Smith will be driving the car this weekend. Um, he'll be doing double duty. So good opportunity for Zane Smith to get more cup experience, obviously. Yeah, I was just going to ask how you feel about that. Um, I am. Um, I'm, exci- I'm excited because Zane Smith, Zane Smith, you're talking about somebody who could not do is a very polite gentleman. You know, he is very well-spoken. But he's He drives like a gentleman, too. That's the thing about Zane Smith is not a lot of people can drive the way they act in real life. Zane Smith does it. He drives like a gentleman. He acts like a gentleman. He's very, yeah, very awesome. kind. So to get more cup experience, I believe – if nurtured correctly, Zane Smith could be a very long-term Cup Series star. If nurtured okay. correctly, I do. I speak highly of him because I've seen nothing but good things from him, driving-wise, um, performance-wise. Like I said last year, Mid Ohio, he had every opportunity and every honestly right to rough up Parker Kligerman at Mid Ohio racing for the win. He chose not to. He chose to race the right way at a road course and that earned me the utmost respect and every race I've seen him in, he shows utmost respect. He gives, he takes, he is a very respectable driver. So I have nothing. Sounds like a good guy to take care of the car too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially for that type budget like Rick Ray Racing does. Yeah. That's a good call. Absolutely. So congrats to, um, wish it was under bad circumstances, but congrats to Cody Ware. But, um, I almost said, I said Zane Smith. My bad. My bad. Um, but that is not the biggest news of this weekend because guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Chase Elliott has been confirmed to be returning this weekend at Martinsville. We have not seen Chase Elliott in a car since Auto Club, I believe. Auto Club. Yeah, NASCAR's been missing their most popular driver. Man, they have. In a row now. And I have a feeling how much more bad ratings are going to be up for this weekend. Oh, I would expect so. I mean, it's good to have the guy back. It is. Um, Josh Berry, by the way, shout out to Josh Berry, the great Josh Berry, as we call him here in the great server. Josh Berry. Um, did a great job subbing for him. Um, but now Josh Berry can focus on the Xfinity Series and his – his stuff over there, Junior Motorsports, which he's been doing extremely well with over time. So, but yeah, John Jay Elliott back on back in the car this weekend, and I think he'll do really well. He's won here at Martinsville before. Um, we've seen how good Rick, um, Hendrick Motorsports has been running, so I think he'll have a good comeback. Any thoughts? Any more thoughts to add on to that? No, I mean, I'm just looking forward to it. I think uh, he's got some some points to make up for in the playoffs. Like, yeah. He doesn't have any playoff points. Doesn't have any playoff points at all. So he's got he's got his work out. He did get granted a playoff waiver. So if he does get inside the top 30, I believe it's still the rule, um, and wins a race, he will be eligible to compete in the playoffs this year. So let's go. Glad to see that happening because can you imagine okay. the playoffs without Chase? Oh, uh, man, no, I couldn't. That would be – Moving on He's from that, too damn good, and his equipment's too damn good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, as a matter of fact, honestly, correct me if I'm wrong. I have to check this up. I don't think he's missed the playoffs since he started racing in the Cup Series. I don't know. I don't... What about his rookie season? Did he make it? Back? I think he made. I think he made it in off consistency. Um, I I don't think he's missed the playoffs since he started. I'm looking at his 
stats, remember, former Xfinity Series champion. Um, looking at his stats right here, his first rookie year was 2016. Yeah, he has not missed the playoffs since his rookie year. Rookie wow. year, he finished 10th in points. Um, so 2017, 5th, 6th, 10th, 1st, obviously in 2020, and then back-to-back 4th. So he, Damn. matter of fact, you have to go back to 2019, his lowest time in the playoffs. So, yeah, he has made it every year, so hopefully he can make it in this year. But um, switching gears now, as everyone knows, this year is NASCAR's 75th anniversary. So last year, last time they did a big uh, mile milestone for NASCAR age, they did NASCAR. It was 1998, NASCAR did its top 50, its 50 greatest drivers for its 50th anniversary. So now we're adding 25 more fuckers, 25 more drivers onto that list since 1998. And three drivers have been officially revealed. Uh, no, four actually now, as of today. Oh, shit. It's your fourth. Yeah, fourth. Um, today. So, first one was Tony Stewart, which was announced by, surprised by Tony at the broadcast by Mike Hilton. Um, Tony Stewart got announced. Mike Stefanik, late uh, modified driver, got announced as well. Um, Mr. Stacking Pennies, Stacking Penny Corey LaJoy, his dad, Randy LaJoy, was announced as well. And then... The greatest news I received all week. I almost cried. Casey Kane was announced as one of NASCAR's 75th, 75 greatest drivers of all time. And I'm tearing up a little. I'm actually literally almost tearing up right now because thinking about it. Oh, man. That, That was... Him getting announced made my day, bro. It's well-deserved, too. It is well-deserved. You're talking about somebody who literally won at every level. Everything he got in, he's been competitive in from Truck Series. A perfect um, 1.2 driver rating in Truck Series. Insane. Out of six starts. Insane. Five wins and a runner-up finish. Nobody better. Absolutely unconscious. Like, what? When he got on the truck series, man, oh my God, I just want that dude to come back and run the full series, truck series. Please let me get him a championship, one cup series, yeah. one NASCAR championship. That's all I want. That's all I want. But um, a really good record, Casey Kane, and a great, great driver all around. And only fitting that his last win was the Brickyard. And oh my God, the guys, you guys. Listen, you guys will not know what this guy has been for my entire NASCAR fanitude. Um, one of my original favorite drivers of all time. Some of the greatest moments as a fan. I'll never forget cheering him on 2006, the great year that was 2006. Oh, my God, he's lights out that year, a mile and a half especially. Um, his struggles, 2007, come back in 2008, winning the fan vote, and then the all-star race in the same night. And then two one week later coming back and winning the Coke six hundred, like I'm literally fuck me. Oh my god, I'm tearing up because of the, the amount of love I have for Casey Kane. Man, and I just always think of him in those old uh, Mountain Dew Dodges. I just think of him in those old all red Dodges, man. Yeah, that Abraham 
the Everham E number nine. Engine, engine number nine. Take it to the finish line. Casey Kane. Oh, my God. Get it together, Lux. Get it together, man. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so (laughs) congratulations to Casey Kane making that 75 um, greatest drivers of all time. This is an amazing accomplishment and well-deserved, like I said. This was the original dirt guy. Like, he was the original. He was Kyle Larson before Kyle Larson. He was. Um, So, great driver. So, I'm I'm excited to see who else. um, Well, we got a couple more minutes before we get to our final break. Who else do you think is a lock to get that? I think, obviously, first off, obviously, let's get get the elephants out of the room with the drivers that are going to be, obviously, a lock. Jimmy Johnson. Um... Kyle Bush, I think Chase Elliott will probably get up. I don't know if Chase Elliott. I think Chase Elliott is a little bit too young in his career, him and Larson. But obviously yeah, Kyle Bush. Obviously Kyle Bush. Um, Jeff Gordon made it in the last 25. Yeah. So. He was like, what, 17? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. Was Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Bush, I think are two locks. I think Mark Martin. I I I want to say Carl Edwards is going to get a lock. Yeah, I think Carl I think if Casey can't get in, then Carl Edwards will definitely get in as well. Um, Mark Martin definitely be up there. Yeah. Um, I think Kurt Busch will get up there too. I think Kurt Busch has a, makes a case. Absolutely. Matt Kenseth up there as well. I mean, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing anybody that didn't make it in? Right now. Bobby Labonte. <laughs> Bobby Labonte probably. But, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of names. We knocked off four of them, so we got 21 more to go. So I'm sure almost all those drivers are going to make it. Um, what? How about this? What are some drivers that you don't think a lot of people remember that you think might sneak their way in? Oh. Uh, Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. You've already been forgetting Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman. Oh, I forgot about that. Ryan Newman, though. The Rocket Man. Nobody. I'll tell you this about Ryan Newman. During the peak Rocket Man, I'm talking about 2002, 2003, 2004. Bud Pole qualifying, you knew. Watch out for that 12 car. It didn't matter what track, didn't matter what where we were at. Watch out for the number 12 All Tell Dodge because yeah, Ryan Newman was. Got like a one out of every three races one season. Dude, right. Insane. Ryan Newman, there's a reason they called that man the Rocket Man. Was because he thought he was going to be huge. And, and I'm telling you, he had. Matter of fact, we got to think Ryan Newman because Ryan Newman actually created the chase. People don't remember that. Ryan Newman, 51 poles over his career. 51 oh. poles. This man was, like I said, the Rocket Man for a reason. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, like this man, Jimmy Jimmy, ah, I don't know, but no, like when I said, going back real quick and we'll wrap this off this, Ryan Newman was the reason the chase created because 2003, Matt Kenseth won one race and based on consistency, won the championship. Meanwhile, Ryan Newman won eight races in 2003 and couldn't even get close. NASCAR at that point is like, okay, this is some bullshit. So <laughs> they created Jace. But guys, that is going to be the final break. And then we'll come back. And then it's time to preview the paperclip. Martinsville, baby. Woo. Hey. 
Do you know I also stream on Twitch? Make sure to follow me at twitch.tv slash deluxerider. And now, it's time for the final rundown. Back to the show. Welcome back to the Freight Train Podcast, and it's time for the final rundown. Are you ready, Captain? I'm ready. So this week, it is our first, I, I guess you can say our first legit, legit short track. Martinsville is as short track as they come, correct? Uh, yeah, actually, it is the shortest track on the schedule. Yep, it is. Um, so it is our first one. So basically, for those who don't know what Barnesville is, and I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast does, basically, the best way to describe it, I'll never forget some race, I forget who described it this way, two drag strips connected by a hairpin turn. I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, that is literally what it is. Two drag strips it's connected so by a hairpin turn. There's a reason they call it a paperclip, because if you ask anyone what it looks like, just pull out a paperclip, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's exactly yes. what the track looks like. It's a real cool place to see, too, because all the haulers are still fit on the inside of the track. For somehow, like somehow. Six square feet not covered by them. Somehow they fit. I don't know how. Yeah. But. I mean, it's the it's the And it's of one of the oldest tracks on the schedule, too. Um, yeah. I think it is. it was one of the OG, wasn't it? Like, I think it was part of the original schedule. Um, yeah. Let's see, Martinsville, Speedway. Let's see here. I'm looking at it right now. I could have even beat the Daytona 500. Martinsville Speedway, it was broke it opened in nineteen forty seven. So yeah, the the first NASCAR sanctioned event was held July fourth, nineteen forty eight. And by the way, fun fact about it, in nineteen fifty one, only four cars were running at the finish, the fewest of any race held at the track. Nineteen sixty, Richard Petty became the youngest winner at the track at twenty two years old, two hundred and eighty three days. Um, Petty has the most wins of the track, 15. Harry Gant became the oldest winner at the track at 51 years old in 1991. Goodness. So, yeah, at 0.526 miles, it is. And banking is very flat, 12-degree banking in the corners. It's it's super flat. So Usually road course skills translate to Martinsville for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the flatness of the corners. I think it's just the breaking. I think it's just the breaking. Cause yeah, that makes sense. Now, we know Rich Bay has the most wins. He has the most top fives. Can you take a guess of who has the most polls at Martinsville? Jeff Gordon? Nope. A uh, little close. They're the same Chevrolet's. Chevrolet guy. Uh, oh, um, I'll give you a hint. This man does not seem to run his, to stop running his mouth when he's on broadcast. You need a hint? Yeah. Da-na. Da-na. Daryl Walter. Daryl Walter holds the record with most polls. I forget that. Eight eight polls at at, uh, Martinsville Speedway. Um, The best average finish among active drivers. This is going to surprise you. Take a guess. um, Among active drivers, by the way. Among active drivers? Kevin Harvick? Nope. I'll give you a hint. He, you would not expect this guy to be the best Penske driver out of the lot. Ryan Blaney. Uh, Ryan Blaney. 10.2. The best active average finish among active drivers, Ryan Blaney, 10.2. Damn. 
Um, as for qual records, Joe Agano holds the qualifying record at 18.898 seconds in 2014. And obviously, Ross Chastain holds the best <laughs> race lap record at 18.845. Oh my god. That that should be this that should be disqualified. I don't know why that's on the record book, but it is. Anyway. It's gotta be on the record book. That was beautiful. So we go back to the site of the Hail Melon from last year. Um, but yeah, it's... They, they ripped up that concrete and put it in like museums. They did, they need to. I think, and I, hell, I think um, that car is showcased at Trackhouse headquarters right now. They have not touched it. I don't think they have. I think they took it straight off the truck and just put it on display. Good. Which they deserve to do, I mean. I was so badass, man. I would say this. At the moment, I hated the move, but looking back at it, holy shit, bro. Right. (laughs) Like, that was just insane. That's, I mean, we've seen drivers try it. Nobody's actually done it and worked. So it was. Larson tried it. He couldn't pull it off. No, he couldn't pull it off. Um, But yeah, we're going to the paperclip. Um, Obviously, this track favors a couple of drivers. When you look at the past winners of the races here, do, 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 I believe it's the Noko. Is the Xfinity 500? I think it was. No, it's the it's Noko 400, 400 miles. So when you look at the past winners um, of this track, it's kind of a mixture between all of them. Go, going back to 2010, Chevrolets, uh, mixture of Chevrolets, Toyotas, and Fords. Obviously, Denny Hamlin. A lot of wins here. I think since 2008, Denny Hamlin has one, two, three, three wins in the spring race. And I believe, let's see how many wins in the fall race for old Denny. Um, One, two, two. So about six wins, five wins, five wins at Martinsville. It's crazy he doesn't have a championship. He doesn't. It's crazy, though. But um, so... Going in here, shoot, we have all three series, by the way, this weekend. The truck and Xfinity and Cup, I believe. After Xfinity took a weekend off, everyone is back here for Martinsville. Triple header. Triple header. Always love to see that. So, with that being said, it's time to make our picks. You want to go first or you want me to? Uh, You can have the honors. All right, that means you go first for the Xfinity. So, Truck Series, we're here, Martinsville. Truck Series at it, going at it. I, you know what, I'm done, I'm done betting against him. I saw he's on the entry list. I can't bet against him. I'm going Kyle Busch. I'm going Kyle Busch. He's on the entry list. You know what happens. Like, just, that team has speed. I'm going him. My, um... My dark horse, my dark horse for this race that I think will be a really, he's won already this year. This track is kind of up his alley for the way he likes to race. I'll go Carson Hosevar for my dark horse. Carson Hosevar, okay. Who is your two picks for the Xfinity, for the Truck Series race? Keep in mind, a couple names are going to be in this race. Um, Chastain's back. And William Swalich, short track racer William Swalich is making his debut this weekend as well. I don't see Sammy Smith even listed in the field for trucks. He is not. He's always an Xfinity. He's always an Xfinity right now. Um, 
You know, I think it's going to be Nick Sanchez. Think Nick Sanchez is finally going to break through? I think he's finally going to break through. Dude, the guy's got talent for days. He's been close to winning it. This track favors people with a lot of talent, so he's my he's my guy. My dark horse. You are sticking with you are sticking with Nick Sanchez, like I'm sticking with Creed. Dude, I just it's got to hit eventually, right? <laughs> eventually, it's got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's your dark horse? Uh, so I think for my dark horse, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with Raja again. Go Raja again? He's starting to yeah, he's showing more speed. He's been close to getting a top ten a couple weekends in a row now. And again, place to showcase talent. This is it. I I, I feel good about that. And there was another nice. young African American who picked up his first win at this track. After putting up oh, couple yeah. of appearances, uh, what was that guy's name? I think his name is Bubba Waltz. Oh yeah, 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 that guy. <laughs> I, I love her. I love her so much. Like, oh, Cup Series winner, Bubba Waltz. Yep, multiple time Cup Series winner. Stuck at haters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so that's our picks. Now Xfinity Series, who you got? You go first. Well, I mean, that's where I, I gotta go, with Sammy Smith. Like, you gotta go, Sammy Smith. Damn, yes. Picks for me, damn it. Yes. I mean, he has, again, going back to that talent bit. Also, I love his energy. The disrespecting Sammy Smith. The disrespectful so, Sam, the disrespecting the disrespectful burnouts. Who's your dark horse? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my lock. Um, dark horse? I mean, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's real. I, I can't have him be a dark horse. I was going to say Josh Berry, but that's not a dark horse. It's going to be somebody that's a little bit less likely. Um I mean, maybe Jim Burton feeling some luck there. His home track is his home track, so yeah, yeah I'm going real dark horse. <laughs> my my pick, I am going to reach for us for a bit on this one because I think this track suits him. He's won here before. Matter of fact, he was in line. He was one lap away from winning here last year. He's been pushed around by his junior motorsports teammates already this year. I think he's going to shut them all up. B. Jones, Brandon Jones, I think gets his first win for junior motorsports this weekend. He doesn't have Ty Gibbs in the field this weekend to (laughs) bump him around. So now as for my dark horse, this is a – I'm back and forth. While you're making your picks, I was going back and forth on who my pick for is. And after much deliberation, I've decided I'm going with Ryan Truex. I think he's hungry that Joe Gibbs' team shows speed. This is a track where his aggressiveness, he wants that first win. We saw it. We saw how aggressive he can be. His brother has won here multiple times. I think anytime he gets his first win, I believe it will be here. And the 19 team has won here before. They have won here before. So I my picks are I do have um for the win I have Brandon Jones my dark horse is Ryan Truex. Nice. Now, Cup Series. I am not going to pick who I want to pick because I don't want to jinx him. So my first pick I'm going to pick for for the um Cup Series. Uh you know what? This is a, to quote a song. 
It's a shot in the dark, but I'll take it. I think Martin Truex Jr. gets it. Oh. I think Martin Truex Jr. gets it. Um, that short track program works for Toyota. We saw how good he was at Richmond. The last time we were at a track, at least any vague remembrance uh, of Martinsville was maybe the clash with its slow speed corners. Martin Truex Jr. Oh. dominated. He was lights out. So I think he gets a win. And my dark horse, he's back. He's back in his car. I believe it's a perfect spot for a redemption story. He's won here before. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. This is a true shot in the dark, true dark horse. I say Chase Elliott comes back and puts it in victory lane. Goodness, could you imagine if he does that? Oh my god, the, the, they won't be able to keep the fans off the track. I was gonna say those grandstands are coming down. Oh my god, it's gonna they're gonna blow this place up. Who is <laughs> so now that I've stolen your thunder, who's your pick? Well, you know, I'm gonna have to go with last year's winner, last year's spring winner. Uh it was a boring race because he dominated it. My guy, Will B. Will he be William Byron? Who's your dark horse? Dark Horse, I'm going to have to go with Denny Hamlin. Because Denny, like you pointed out, has a lot of wins here. He's been kind of on a rough spell of late. Hasn't been able to put a good finish together. Right. I think it could come to fruition this, uh, this, this Sunday. All right. So that is our picks. Um, usually we would say goodbye, but we have two things to go over before we dip out for the final episode. First off, hot take of the week. It's hot take of the week. We did it last week. We had some good ones. Do you have a hot take, Mr. Captain? Yes. Oh, you said that confidently. Oh, I want to hear yeah. this. This is this is a hot take, but I'm passionate about it. So, Auto Club being shortened to a short track, I think that's better. Oh. Yeah. I, I said it. I meant it. I think short track Auto Club is better for three quick reasons. One, the Auto Club that we know and love only existed for like three years, and then the track that's because the track surface weared out and had to be replaced. So that racing was gone for sure, and we were going to be back to the old Auto Club, and that would have sucked. Two, short tracks usually are real good for any form or like for any body style for NASCAR. So we've been wishing for short tracks since so as long as I can remember. That's not a short track. And three, it sticks. It keeps us in the California market. Like, there's a lot of good racing fans out there. And so, it keeps us around. I like that. All right. My hot take, this is this is going to get the swords pointed at my neck. Oh, All right. Spicy. Kyle Busch is <sighs> starting to get back to where I've seen him in the last couple of years. So remember how when he came out the box, ran well at Daytona, won at Auto Club, everyone said, don't let this guy get hot. He's getting hot. He's going to go on a tear. He's going to – Kyle Busch is back. We're going to see 2008 Kyle Busch. We're going to see fast Kyle Busch. Where has it been since? Have you seen him? Now, don't get me wrong. He's been fast. But have you seen him truly be dominant? Since Auto Club, like he was there, Auto Club. Okay, yeah, he hasn't been dominant. You're right there. Um, there. He's still been good. I mean, look at Coda. He got what? I will say this: with a win and a runner-up finish in the last three races, in two of the last three races, 
think Tyler Reddick's proven a little bit reason why he was put that eight car in victory lane three times last year. So, once again, watch him go out and dominate this weekend. I think I'm probably just sealed my fate for a Cowboys domination weekend. Um, yeah, <laughs> hey, I, hey, I'll, I'll take the L for it. I'll take the L for it. I don't care. I already picked him for the for, for the truck series race. So I mean, fuck it. I, I, I'll get. I'll take a dub. I'll take a dub on that one. Now, like I said, this is the season finale. We were coming back under a brand new name before we went on air. We discussed it, and I believe we're going to go forward with it. Drum roll, please, Captain. Next week, we will be debuting the all-new Around the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. Hell yeah. Awesome. So. But with that being said, we have to recap the season so far because we are now um, – how many races into the season are we so far? I think that's what, eight, nine? Eight races, I think. Hold up, let me look at the schedule. Do, 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 do. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight races into the schedule. So we have to recap the season so far. So I want you to give me your biggest surprise, your biggest disappointment, and what you predict for the next eight races of the season. Okay, so I think biggest surprise, this is not going to make me a very good fan, but Willie B's dominance. Like, he has been, in, in this past, he'd have a race here or there where he really put it together, but he has been in contention every week this year, and I wasn't expecting anything like that. He's that, looking, that really, He's definitely looking like a championship contender this early in the year. Right, exactly. And I'm not saying he's going to be a champion. What I'm saying is, like, he is on fire right now, and I didn't expect that out of him. I, I thought he'd get a win or two, but, I mean, he looks good right now. Um, biggest disappointment? I'm going to have to say Legacy Motor Club. Yeah. There was a lot of hype with them. With the 43. There was a lot of hype with them. Jimmy Johnson coming in, Noah Gregson, and they have – They look slower than last year. Dave, they look really bad. Even yeah. yeah, so I agree that is a really pretty big disappointment, especially and, with and such. Jimmy movie. Johnson came in to support and do some races. He didn't do too hot. He hasn't done too hot. I mean, to be granted, he's only finished. He's only raced two two times in his most recent one. He barely got. He didn't even get through one lap. Yeah. So, but yeah, I agree that is. And what do you what do you predict for the next eight races? Like, what are we gonna see? Oh, like for playoffs? No, the next eight races, like from. Martinsville, so hang on, one, two, three, the, uh, four, five, six, seven. Uh, the, yeah, pretty much. We'll say that. We'll say that. So we switch to NBC. We switch to NBC right after the Father's Day off weekend. So Nashville will be the first race on NBC. Okay. Okay. Um, man, you know, I think the big thing in these next couple of races is we're going to see what teams can really separate themselves as like true championship contenders. Right. And which ones are going to turn their season around? Okay. Because like there are some people who I think prime example Daniel Suarez. He's what nineteenth. Yeah, he's he's been struggling. Him him he has definitely been struggling. I think Ross has been struggling a little bit too, but not as much as Daniel. Right. Yeah. Daniel like man. Well, Ross is uh, second in points, so he's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing all right. But, but I mean, he's been up and there, up and up and down recently. Though Ross has. All right. But, yeah, so guys like him, another one, Ty Gibbs is doing pretty darn well. Ty Gibbs has, I think, gone a record 
I think it was like three straight top, three or four straight top tens in a row. Damn. See, that's what I'm saying. This is the time of year where they can separate themselves. They can turn it around still. It's not over yet. I'm looking at. I'm looking it up right now. I think he's right now. He has literally been on a record of one four top tens in a row. If you would have gotten by Harvick for P nine, it would have been four ninth place finishes in a row. Damn. So we'll see if he can um see if he can um improve and keep it going because he's getting hot. He's getting hot. That's exactly it. That's exactly my it. So, who you got, Lux? My biggest surprise this year. Um oh, there's been a couple of surprises. The I've I've been some I've been surprised, I guess I can say I've been I've been surprised. No, I'll say it right here. I've been surprised at Hendrick Motorsports. Don't get me wrong, I know this is like Hendrick Motorsports. Why are you surprised at Hendrick Motorsports? I understand Hendrick Motorsports is that team, but how much they've been dominating this whole every single week on even on races where you don't expect them to dominate, they've been dominating. That's a good point. Yeah. So and once again, it raises my my spidey sense is tingling. It raises it raises coincidence with that Garage Fifty Six program. Now we've already seen them get hit with two big penalties by two of their, by most of their teams. It leads me to believe some some's cooking inside that shop in Concord, man. And I don't think it's legal. <laughs> I don't think it's legal. Neither is NASCAR. <laughs> Here's NASCAR things. <laughs> now, um, biggest disappointment. I'm gonna say Denny Hamlin. Really? Denny Hamlin has been a really big disappointment. I expected him to come out and do a lot better than he has, but it has just been tough sledding for that. Honestly, to the point of where he's right there with Ty Gibbs on the worst Joe Gibbs car on the field. I think Ty Gibbs is actually having a little bit better of a season than him. That's See, scary. Point, to think he's twelfth in points, and he only has two top tens. Ty gives us four. Right, like is yeah, it's been rough for Denny this year. Um, hopefully, he can turn it around. I mean, this is this is a great track to turn it around. Um, mm-hmm. if he's going to, but um, yeah, it's been pretty disappointing for Denny Hamlin. So that's a pretty big disappointment. As for next, what I'm gonna see, what I expect to see next, I expect. The competition is going to heat up. Um, we have a lot of competitive tracks. We go to Talladega, Dover, Kansas, Darlington, and then we head back to Wilkesboro for the first time. I think this is where I agree with what you said. This is where if you got if you're going to be a contender, you need to step up and show it. And if you're not, you're going to show it. Like literally over the next couple races, we have. We have a super speedway, a concrete mile track at Dover. We have a mile and a half, Old Darlington. We have another mile and a half with Charlotte. We have a road course, and then we have a relatively track track at Gateway. It's a big mixture of tracks. So it is really going to tell, separate the who's from who. So, Absolutely. All right, Captain, it's been 10 episodes. And we have survived. We had fun. Now we are looking forward to the new chapter with Around the Outside podcast. I'm going to let you do the honors today because usually I do it. Take us home, Cap. <laughs> Bro, love.
books. I can't take that. I can't take that thunder from you. All right. We'll say it together because I, I want I want to share it because also my throat is getting hot. Okay. Godspeed. Okay. Right on. Right on. You got to get the right on. Got to get it right on. And yeah, right on. Two shoe bitches. bitches. Adios. 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 Adios.